Today for lunch, I had a salad as big as your head. It had arugula, chard, romaine, spinach. There were potatoes, tomatoes, asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, cucumbers, and that's just the first half of the alphabet. I eat a vegetarian, sometimes vegan, and mostly healthy diet. My father died in 1979 of a heart attack. He was 42 and I was 23. It turns out he had high cholesterol. But my father's passing didn't change my lifestyle habits right away. In fact, throughout my 20s, I consumed what most 20-somethings consume. Whatever was fast, cheap, easy, or could be purchased at a liquor store. <laughs> it wasn't until I was in my 30s and an entrepreneur needing life insurance that I actually went and got my own numbers checked. If my total cholesterol had been a bowling score, I'd have taken up that sport as a career. <laughs> Instead, I decided quietly on New Year's Eve 1992 that I was going to stop eating meat. And when I say quietly, I mean I didn't even tell the man I was living with at the time. I was afraid it was going to become a thing between us in the relationship, and I frankly wasn't really all that sure I was able to keep up with that whole thing. In fact, it would be six months before I would ever out myself as dabbling in vegetarianism. <laughs> but it stuck. It turns out that I, it was easy for me to give up the meat. I never really liked it all that much anyway. So in 2002, I gave up dairy. And in 2006, I went off the deep end. <laughs> I decided that I wanted my diet to be primarily raw vegan. Now what that means is, in addition to giving up animal products, that I didn't heat my food, none of my food, to an over, over 105 degrees Fahrenheit. That means no baking, grilling, stir frying, steaming, no cooking at all. But I have a dehydrator so I'm not a total freak. <laughs> I wanted my food to taste good though. So because I wanted to make tasty raw vegan uh, dishes, I enrolled in a raw vegan culinary school. Yes, it's in California. <laughs> and when I came back, I started teaching classes and they were really well received. I gave them fun names like chips and dips that won't go to your hips, <laughs> cakes and pies that won't go to your thighs, and skinny in a glass that won't go to your... <laughs> in 2012 and 13, I even hosted an event called the Des Moines Raw Food Week, which was so well received that hundreds of people came to it. And for the last five years, I've done a segment on KCWI Channel 23 where we spend a lot of time talking about healthy food. It's not hard for me to live a lifestyle that many people would find restrictive. I enjoy how it makes me feel. I get better sleep. I have clearer skin. I have more energy. But it's not the easiest way to live when you want to have a life, particularly here in the pork belt.
You have to do a lot of advanced planning and be prepared. And you have to be ready for people to ask you questions, sometimes the same questions over and over and over again. So if you're sitting there in the audience thinking, I wonder where she gets her protein. I gotcha, <laughs> just not right now. Now I hope you're not sitting there judging me for my decisions up until this point, but just in case you are, can I reassure you that raw vegan isn't the strangest thing you'll ever hear of in the diet world? There are fruitarians who eat mostly fruit. There are wild foragers who eat just stuff they find like in the woods. <laughs> and then there are breatharians who insist that they need no food at all insisting that they can exist on prana, which they call living on air. It sounds a little far-fetched to me, but to be honest, I kind of understand it. Because here's the thing, in my world, when I find something that works for me, I just keep setting the bar higher and higher and higher. In fact, when I discovered the benefits of juicing, I decided to go on a juice feast, and I consumed nothing but raw vegetable juices for 92 straight days, right here in Iowa. <laughs> when I read about water fasting, I put myself in a facility, some would call it an institution, <laughs> where I underwent a medically supervised water fast for 14 days, which was, in, again, in California. <laughs> and so it could, should come as no surprise to you that at some point in this raw vegan journey of mine, I would make the determination that I wanted to see if I could go an entire year being 100% raw, nothing cooked and nothing processed, which meant I had to give up my beloved coffee because the beans are roasted. However, the fermented juice from grapes <laughs> is raw. Bring on the Pinot. One day, 50 weeks, that's 5-0, so 14 days from the finish line, I decided to go to brunch with my friends. Now, typically, when I would eat in a restaurant, I would do one of two things. I would either eat before I went and meet them there and just have drinks, remember the raw pinot? Or two, I would look online and say, and see what was on the menu and determine what it was I needed to bring in order to make the thing work. So on this day, we arrived and I ordered the arugula salad. Substitute avocado for the cheese, please. Hold the dressing, I brought my own. And no pine nuts, yours are toasted, I brought raw. Finally, our meals arrived. We sat down, began to dig in. My friends were involved in an animated conversation. And so I took a big old bite of my arugula salad and I started to chew and that's when I realized there was roasted red pepper in my mouth. 
The salad came with roasted red pepper. How could I have missed that? I sat there, mid-chew, while all my options raced through my head. I could beeline to the restroom, dispose of it there. I could tuck it discreetly into my napkin. My friends, frankly, wouldn't have cared one way or the other. They were involved in their own conversation. They had Pinot, and they were used to my thing. Ultimately, I swallowed the offending red pepper and said nothing to my companions. But later, when I got home, I started to think, maybe I've found the envelope's edge. That place where I had gone far enough, I wanted my food choices to benefit me, but I started to think, you know, maybe I've crossed over into the perilous waters of militancy. And in that moment, I realized that this whole leaning toward militancy, I had created a prison of my own making. My food choices had become my identity. People thought of me and thought of healthy eating, and specifically raw foods. I talked about it on TV, for Pete's sake. So why would I be surprised that complete strangers would want to come up to me and talk about recipes or protein? Why would it shock me that my friends didn't think of me first when they were making a a reservation at the steakhouse? In fact, when I was preparing for tonight and meeting with my storyteller coach, we went to a local uh, cafe And uh, somebody that knows us both walked past the table, saw me sitting there, and said, Hey, do they serve raw food here? (laughs) But the fact is, I've changed. And while I still love eating raw foods, and frankly, I feel physically at my best when I'm 100% raw, it's not the easiest way to live, particularly if you want to have a life. Cooked food isn't the Antichrist. (laughs) And raw food isn't who I am. In fact, I have just really one line left in the sand, and that is, I don't eat meat. So if you're watching me on KCWI, watch very carefully, and you'll notice there's been a tiny little shift in my messaging. I now talk about all aspects of healthy living. I talk about getting better sleep, managing holiday stress, navigating the things that come with aging. Because here's the thing, sometimes the problem isn't really the problem. If I had thought that the man that I was living with would have a problem or an issue with me deciding not to eat meat, maybe there was a bigger issue in that relationship. than whether or not to put pepperoni on the pizza or not. (laughs) Maybe you're sitting there thinking about areas in your own life that you're trying to be perfect, 
because you're trying to have control over other areas that you've lost control. Like for example, if you feel it's important to keep an immaculate house or work 24-7, perhaps what's really going on is that there's trouble in your marriage or you're in a job that just simply sucks. <laughs> and the thing is, that's a little bit like turning up the radio in the car to drown out the sound of the engine knocking. <laughs> it doesn't fix the car. <laughs> so yes, I still talk about food, and I'm still a vegetarian, one with a very special place in her heart for roasted red pepper. <laughs> Thank you.